Hello and welcome to What Else Studio. I'm your host, Masao. I'm an indie producer in Montreal working for Studio Cut to Bits. And today, our guest is Matt Kim. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me, Masao. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt Kim. I'm a news editor over at uh, IGN.com. And uh, I've been a, a, a journalist. I like to just say regular journalist. I've been a journalist for uh, maybe close to six, seven years. Okay, that's uh, a while. Yeah, uh started pretty much right out of college uh because I had no uh I don't know. I I came out of college with a history degree and an art history double major and it's like what do you do with those? <laughs> and so I did a an internship at an art gallery and was like, "Oh, actually this this sucks." So, um <laughs> I uh started working a a part-time job and on the side I was just selling articles uh for publications and then okay. eventually it just became a thing. Nice. Usually, I talk to my guests about what they do outside of games, but this is part of our Asian people working in the games industry in the West interview series. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So what's your ethnic background? Uh, I am uh, Korean. Uh, I, uh, yeah, just straight, straight up and down. Okay. And are your parents from Korea or? Yeah, so my, my parents are, so they, one of those weird ones, right? So I was Born in the States and then immediately moved to Korea like a month after I was born. Okay. Uh, and so I and I grew up there for most of my like young childhood until I was like eleven. And my parents immigrated to the States when they were younger, but then they have like equally split their time living in Korea and then living in America. And so okay. we are I don't know, somewhere between one to two gen immigrants, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an unusual unusual setup. Like usually, you know, yeah, like I I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who was born stateside and then went back and then came back. Uh, yeah, I uh, I had to you know explain that is weird <laughs> to people, right? Like telling like telling that people is a mouthful. Uh, when uh, I don't know if you remember the or were you here for the 2016 elections, but Jeb Bush uh, popularized or brought into the mainstream the term anchor babies, right? Babies that oh, were yeah, born yeah, in America, yeah. right? And that was really messed up, but also kind of easier for me because now I could just tell people what no, I was like. Yeah, there's like a vocabulary to describe it. <laughs> exactly. And then people like knew and I no longer had to do the whole like song and dance. I mean, like, well, this is what I happened to me when I was growing up. But now I can just be like, yeah, I'm an anchor baby. Thank you, Jeb Bush, I guess. You weirdo. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but that's that's really that's really interesting because you you basically have you're probably very culturally literate in both both cultures, right? Uh, and yeah. like you're you're like fully aware of what's going on in both cultures compared to like someone who you know grew up in one or the other. Uh, yeah, I think I I think so, or at least I hope so. I uh, my dad still lives in Korea, and so I, I feel like I have uh, pretty good ties. Uh, back to what's happening over there, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I definitely, you know, I left when I was like twelve, and like that culture, like South Korea has like progressed so much in the <laughs> in the ten and the you know uh, almost two decades I've been gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely starting, I'm starting to feel that sort of 
discrepancy, right, mm-hmm. between like the the Korea that I left. My dad lives in Korea, and that keeps me, you know, rooted there. But it's weird. It's definitely weird. I'm starting to like. There are changes that I've I've been told about and that I've encountered personally that uh, is making me feel like the like how Korea has progressed beyond me. Uh, actually, this might be a fun one. Uh, the last time I went to Korea, maybe in like 2017, I was talking with some friends there, and then I was telling them about like TV shows that I was watching in the states, right? And I I used the word uh, terebi, which is the word for television uh, that I grew up with. But mm-hmm. apparently, it's, I mean, it's a loan word from Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and they no longer, like, Koreans nowadays don't use it anymore. They call they called me old-fashioned, right? They're like, okay. oh, we don't use that word anymore, right? They say they say TV, t- like TV or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a really weird, like, thing to be like, oh, I use an old person word for something now in Korean. Yeah, that is that is kind of funny. I'm not sure if I have kind of some something similar with Japan. Like I left Japan at this point 25 years ago, so mm-hmm. I do feel like um, you know it's definitely different than what I the the country that I left is not the country that is currently there. But I've you know I've I've maintained a professional relationship somewhat with mm-hmm. the with the games industry in Japan, so I'm still kind of connected in that way, and I have gone back quite a bit. Pro- mm-hmm. for professional reasons so yeah but i i do understand like i i definitely well i i guess in my case it was a little more different because i i'm i'm only half japanese like mm. so like even when when i was growing up there i was already kind of already sort of foreigner <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to them like um i was i was constantly told how i was not like them mm. So in a sense, like even when they do change, it's like, well, I was never part of that. <laughs> right. You were you were already kind of like kept at yeah. a little bit of a distance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whereas like when you grew up, you were like in Korea, like you you were you were definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I was I, was there anything there because you were born in the states or nothing really? I actually also like as a as a little further thing, like I went to international school growing up, so I was mm-hmm. already with a lot of. Oh, like, okay. So yeah, you were so already was, with. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but I was also like super young, so like if I just went around and like spoke English all the time, like they would just think that I was super talented. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's and it's weird, right? It's always like one of those like going back to Korea now is I feel like I, mean, I think the common answer would be like, oh, I feel way more American when I go to Korea. I'm like, no, I feel actually more Korean when I go to Korea despite like the the language gap that now exists between me right like i i um like i feel more korean when i'm there despite the language thing and i don't really know how to explain it i feel more american in america i feel more korean in korea despite like the like the physical or language differences that Mm -hmm. exist when i'm in both countries okay yeah well Okay, so that was going to be my question. Like, how how Asian do you feel? Mm. Like on a on a day to day. On day to yeah, you know, it's it's weird, right? Like, uh, hard question, honestly. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. And what does it uh, even mean? But uh... <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I don't know. You know, like like I said, I feel I feel pretty American in America. I feel pretty Asian American in America, right? Okay. And uh, when I go back to Korea, I I I don't, I don't know. I think I think some people that i talk to kind of get like they get self-conscious about 
like language difficulties and and things like that about being a, an Asian America in like mm-hmm. Korea or Japan or something like that. But I don't know. That's never really bothered me, and I, I find that like um, I find that like if you just like muscle through it, people are pretty accepting in Korea about you know we have the term kyopo right, which is American born Korean and. Uh, like they they'll call me that, but like they'll think it's cool, or I'll think it's cool. I don't know. Do you ever get this? Like, like this is something I would get a lot uh, when I was in Japan, or when I go to Japan. Like whenever I express an opinion that is not like a popular Japanese opinion, they always mm-hmm. seem to think that it's exclusively because I lived in the states and it's my cultural influence rather than like my individual <laughs> yeah held, yeah held opinion. Uh, that is a hundred percent a thing. Actually, it's always like it's always like you say something and they're like, oh, and it's like a little off kilter. So like, ah, oh, that's that's because you're from America or something like that. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah. It is a it is a weird thing and it drives me kind of up the wall. But uh, you're a hundred percent right. Like that's real. Where did you grow up in the in the states when you moved to when you moved to the states? Have you always been in California? You're in California now, right? Yep. I'm in California now. I've I've been here ever ever since. And honestly, I can't imagine being anywhere else in America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you've always been around Asian Americans. You've never been in a like. Uh, sometimes I talk to people who are like, "Yeah, I I, I lived in, uh, mm-hmm. in the Midwest and." Yeah, no, I grew up. Yeah, I grew up around the L.A. metro area, so strong Korean American ties mm-hmm. there. Okay, and, and it's just yeah, you know, like I you. Yeah, like this year in particular, like you, me, I've been speaking with a lot of like Asian Americans and I really consider myself, I don't know, maybe lucky is not the right word, but I've definitely been exposed to people who are like, I was like the only Asian kid in like an all all white school in the middle of like mm-hmm. Michigan or something. And like, I, yeah. yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> like what that must have been like. Yeah, I, I was kind of the opposite growing up in Japan. Like I was the only, uh, I lived kind of in the, you know, like uh, I don't go side so so far to say a countryside, but just a like a small city. And uh, my elementary school was a hundred, uh, like it was like a thousand kids, and I was the only visible, non, <laughs> fully Asian person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was pretty pretty weird. And then I went to I I moved to the states when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to high school in Napa. And uh, that was that was a pretty big shift. Um, It was a private Catholic school. So like it was a combination of white kids and Mm -hmm. Latinos and a handful of Asians. But Mm -hmm. there weren't that many like every class would have like maybe one or two. Right. So, yeah. It was uh, it was a strange shift. Like I went from like being like the white kid in school mm-hmm. to being the Asian kid in school, which was like a really weird shift because suddenly I'm like, okay, so I'm still the other, but I'm the other in the other direction. Right. Yeah. It's so, and it's so weird that that, you know, that changes. Like, I mean, yeah. Like even going, you know, like even growing up in like a Korean American like community, right. Or Asian American community. Cause it wasn't just Koreans in the, in the greater LA area, but like even then, like you're still you still gain that designator, right? You're still yeah. you still become Asian, even though like forty percent of the school population is also Asian, right? <laughs> like yeah. you just you just gain that thing uh, just by virtue of being in America or yeah. know, Canada or something. Well, let's let's talk about Asian uh, being Asian. So like you know, like Asia is this like it's this huge territory. Like, you know, it goes all the way from East Asia to all the way to West Asia, which is also frequently called the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about uh, you know, like 
that's the, basically like Japan all the way to Israel. So what does that even mean? I think oh. is a question that uh, <laughs> that keeps on coming up in this um, in this uh, interview series. What do you think it means to be Asian, and do we have anything in common? You know, I mean, like, so I'm a I'm a history student. Like, I got my I got my degree in history, uh, and I did my focus in European history, but that was because my college put all of its resources into European history. But I did a lot of like like ancient asian history and stuff like that you know like the the which is I, I a weird tangent i know but like i don't know studying stuff like the silk road and how this there was this network that connected west asia south asia east asia north asia russia you know all together into this like a big like modern society or ancient society that was all interconnected it really like gave me like an appreciation for the similarities versus the differences that we have you know Mm -hmm. like soju for example right the drink the alcoholic drink of korea like that has its roots in like persian iraq right our arak a-r-a-k right their liquor right and that got like brought over by the mongolians you know during that whole era which is like super cool and there's all this like real fascinating like historical super network of shared cultures and and ideas that uh, I think really defines the area, even though like over time it changed, you know, or mm-hmm. it, became, it gained like, you know, unique characteristics to certain places. But I, I don't know. I this is just my long way of saying like I think we have, I think there's a lot of similarities versus differences, and uh, finding out about that while I was in college was like a really like cool thing for me as an Asian American, you know, because mm-hmm. you 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 read about of like, oh, like America inherited like a lot of ideals from like Western Europe, right? And things like that. And it's mm-hmm. it's cool to find out that like Korea, China, Japan, India, uh, you know, Indonesia, Vietnam, we're all doing the same thing just in their own sphere, but we don't learn about it because, you know, we grow up here with our, our education system that focuses <laughs> on certain things. Yeah. That yeah, I I you know I I didn't really think about the Silk Road, but it's true. Like the Silk Road is like this huge huge cultural influence that does span across the entirety of Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Russia once. I had Azerbaijani food. Mm-hmm. I had never even you know thought about what Azerbaijani food would be like, and surprisingly, there's like it makes a lot of sense. It really does taste like something that is on the Silk Road. Like there's like kind of like a Middle Eastern influence, but Mm -hmm. there's still kind of like, there's like dumplings that kind of look like Asian dumplings. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, no, this, this makes a lot of sense. And I guess in, in, you know, there is a lot of like cultural ideas and food and, you know, all of that, that traveled across that. So that it is, it is interesting to think about that. Yeah, it's great. It's super cool. Like, clothing you know seeing like how clothing travels from you know china to japan or something like that language is an easy one you know the Mm -hmm. the food uh technology it's super great like i uh, i wish i could think of it off the top of my hands but there are a ton of great books about the silk road that i that i've read and that i think are totally worth like checking out if you're like curious about this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff but like yeah and like even and like in modern day you know like there's a huge uh, there's a really, I mean, not huge, but there is a visible Turkish community in Seoul, right? And and that's just really cool to see because of the, you know, it's like history repeating itself in modern day. Yeah. 
that they do cool. that ice cream stuff. Like, you ever see those oh, yeah, Turkish the, ice cream? The, the yeah, the stretchy ice cream that they do tricks yeah. with. Yeah, they do that with in the, Seoul with the too, long yeah. stick. Mm-hmm. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that in Japan too. It's They're super rude. annoying. I don't know why they do that. Like, I, I don't. None of that. That doesn't look appealing at all. But... Yeah, sir, please. I just want some ice cream. <laughs> just can you just give me the mm-hmm. ice cream? Yeah. So you know, I, I like thinking about stuff like that, and it just it remind like you know it reminds me that there is a lot of a lot of that like binding us together versus like more than our differences. You know. Well, let's pivot a little bit and talk about the games industry. I know that you wrote an article about um, Asian game devs. I guess was that beginning of the beginning of the year? Yeah, around. I mean, you know, it's uh, tough to say, but it happened. Like, I wrote, published like soon after the Atlanta shootings. So, I maybe you you have a like an opinion that's maybe a little bit further than just yourself, but like. Uh, one of the things I ask is, um, how do you think your uh, your experience in the games industry has been affected by the fact that you're Asian? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I like it's a weird thing. Like, I am a journalist, and so I'm in the games industry, and so far that I'm also in like the movie and TV industry and the entertainment industry, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I like to think of myself as an entertainment journalist more than just a, a games journalist, because okay, yeah, because uh, that's how I I got my start doing movies and TV stuff for a different website before doing okay. games at IGN. So, you know, I uh, uh, it, I don't know if I'm fully in the games industry, but I cover it extensively and, and I do a lot of my work there. Um, I mean, you, you don't have to have both feet uh, in the games industry to be part of the games industry. That's I, true. I think, yeah. you're, I think you're, uh, you're being too hard on yourself. <laughs> I, it's, Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a big tent. I think uh, we can have different kinds of people who do different things. Uh, I also want to be, I also, I think I like just being in the journalism tent, though. I want to make okay. that clear to people. I was like, but no, I, I yeah, but I've, you know, I I've mean, been... I, th- that is a, that is an interesting conversation, whether or not like game journalists are part of the games industry. Like I've mm. definitely heard people debate that. But... Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like. I, I mean, I've, I've you're so part of the cultural games. conversation, <laughs> which I think, at least in that sense, like there's a lot of like cross pollination in terms of mm-hmm. you know talent. Like I know a lot of people who used to be journalists who are now working in game dev. You know, like it's it's a very tied yeah uh, industry, even if we do say it's two completely separate ones. Yeah, that's true. It is true, and yeah, and like and you know, I've done this. I've been I've been covering games for so long, and I you know a lot of my friends are here. So, you know, yeah, I guess it is. Um, but yeah, uh, being Asian in games industry is is weird, right? I could probably name off the um, in two hands, right? Asian American journalists uh, that I that I con- that I call colleagues, right? You know, there's not a lot of us. Still, still pretty white, you know, games mm-hmm. writing. Um, so, and it's and it's and it's weird, you know, and it uh, you know some of the some of the hangups about being Asian in any professional space, uh, I've certainly felt, you know, like uh, that sort of like invisibility, you know, the the sort of having to work uh, really hard to just to get your name out where people might not think about it if it were, you know, if I were more like camera facing, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, it's it's been it's been uh, it's been good. It's been nice to be able to be offered so many different platforms to be able to write stories about Asian American issues. You know, like that's, I think a real blessing and a real luxury is that I've had 
uh, editors and and you know people who I'm like, hey, I want to you know I want to write an article that focuses exclusively on Asian American game developers and to have people to have like colleagues and and managers who are like really supportive of that and and gives me space to to write these kind of stories is I think a tremendous blessing. Do you think that's something that's new or? Uh, has has the, is this something that's new for you, or have you been doing this for a while? I've uh, I think I've always I think I've been really lucky in that I've always been able to like push for these kind of things, even like across different jobs and across different publications. Um, mm-hmm. Like I've done a lot of stories uh, about like Korean movies uh, two jobs ago, you know, and I'm I'm able to, and I, like my job now is I'm an editor, which means I have a little a little more. Uh, like I have my hands on the lever on like stories that I want to see, but it also gives me like some opportunities to maybe like explain why we shouldn't run certain things immediately just because we see it. You know, there's like um, there are stories like uh, a man was executed for for screening uh, a North Korean man was executed for screening Squid Game. That was like a recent story, right? And I mm-hmm. think like headline wise, that's a really like tantalizing headline to run given how popular like squid game is and how like ooh weird north korea is for killing a dude over that right but like uh, but like i'm i'm pretty well read on like like korean news sources and so it's easy to be like oh well there's no like sourcing here like this is just something someone said and that other media publications ran with with no like background checks you know Mm -hmm. so uh, being able to like explain to people like oh you know well we we don't have to do this because this is not like this is a story that's more sensational than it is yeah this essentially is unverified accurate. clickbait yeah. exactly right and so I think if I was not in the position that I'm in or if you know there was someone else in my position that might not be a conversation that would happen in the newsroom mm-hmm. so that is cool yeah do you think there is a shift in the in in the industry in, t- in terms of the way that we are talking about um asian asian game developers in north america or do you think it's still we're too still still too much of a minority to kind of push the needle we're like in a weird space right because of like how prominent japan is yeah in game well, in korea the, as well in korea right Korea's, like japan Korea's korea and like and china too now right yeah. Uh, but, and so it's, it's like, I think I get that. I think that was one of the weird questions you have to answer is like, oh, you know, we want more Asian American representation. And they're like, all these games are made in Japan. I'm like, right, but that's not the same that's thing. Asian American you know? representation. Exactly. That's so like it's, just Japanese people being Japanese. Yeah. It's a completely separate thing. <laughs> right. And it, and so it's, and it's so weird having to like justify this like minutia to people. Yeah. Sometimes I, yeah, like sometimes I I do kind of wonder, like, do I really, I wasn't really on Twitter until I went indie. Mm -hmm. Um, I I worked in AAA for a long time. And um, when I started becoming more active on on Twitter, I had to really seriously think about like, okay, do I talk about myself as a person of color? Because first of all, I'm, I'm mixed. I'm half white. And secondly, like, am I marginalized within this industry that is like so dominated by like 
by Asian presence in a mm-hmm. certain way. Like Japanese games and, you know, Korean games and Chinese games are big games. Like it's not like, am I a marginalized minority <laughs> in this industry? And I don't really know. Like, you know, that's, right. that's, 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 a, that's a very difficult question to answer. I mean, I, I feel like I want to ask you, but like, I don't want to name names though, right? But like this industry, regardless, like in North America is still pretty white, but like, you know, Japanese influence runs so, so strongly in, in all the like content that they're trying to create and to see Japanese like topics and, and things handled by like the teams that are around today, like, you know, is that weird for you? Oh, it is weird. So the dichotomy is like, okay, so Japan produces tons of video games. Mm-hmm. But I work in Montreal, and Montreal is a huge game spot, uh, game mm-hmm. hub. Uh, there's an estimated 15,000 game developers mm-hmm. that work in the Montreal, greater Montreal area. I know every single Japanese one that works <laughs> in Montreal because there's so few of us. Like, we're, right. it's, it's less than 20 out of oh my God. 15,000. So, uh-huh. like, so, like, it's this, like, weird combination of, like, I think in a in a way it's kind of like it's kind of like being Asian in general. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like being Asian, you're not a minority. Like there are more Asians than everybody else. Right. I mean, just with like India and China alone, like there's like way more Asians than like a lot of other things. Um but like here you are a minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like that's kind of I think the experience of that, you know, and um I would be on a team of like 500 and there would be like only a handful of Asians mm-hmm. and certainly I would only be the Japan on the only Japanese person and right. we would have like Japanese content like we would have a Japanese level or a Japanese character and sometimes I'm like yeah that's not so great you know <laughs> right and uh and I would point it out and the the response was kind of mixed you know mm-hmm. sometimes people were receptive to it and sometimes people were like uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah. I guess and I definitely go- had oh, like sorry. weird experiences, for, you know, like white bosses saying like mm-hmm. questionable things about, <laughs> you know, like, you know, ninjas and samurais. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, please just maybe no, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like, and that's that's the thing, right? In entertainment, in like movies, TV, games, I guess we'll focus on because that's that's what we do. Now it's weird, right? Does like, do you feel like we're leaving the the cool slash weird Japan, cool slash weird Korea, cool slash weird no, China? No, we have era? we have yeah. not at all. Yeah, we have okay. not at all. Like uh, Montreal, like in the last year, has had three like themed Japanese restaurants oh. pop up. Like one's like a geisha bar, and oh. like a like a blade runner themed noodle mm-hmm. bar and i'm like yeah no we're still squarely in that nonsense and every yeah. single japanese character is a yakuza or <laughs> you know like oh. i i don't think we're i don't think we haven't gotten around the, uh out of that yeah you know uh, every, everything is very like neon mm-hmm. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think and the I, thing is that's cool. Like I, it's not that that's not cool. And you go mm-hmm. to Japan, and you know it. There is an aesthetic, and you know, like I I get it. Like, but you know, and it's not like the Japanese don't make you know movies yeah. and TV shows about yakuza as well. So it's not like 
you know, it's entirely on. <laughs> mm-hmm. The onus is not necessarily entirely on the uh, on the on the Western media. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we're we're still not there to kind of have you know that conversation like mm-hmm. sucker punch and like the ghost of tsushima was an interesting experience but at the same time there were still a lot of things about it that was very odd mm-hmm. and unauthentic like like i didn't really play it because i mm-hmm. kind of felt weird about it but like even on the surface level just the character names were all mm-hmm. modern japanese people names right and japanese names like one of the things that like is quite surprising to when i talk to people with european heritage is that Japanese names have cycles or mm-hmm. like popularities. Mm-hmm. So like m- names that are popular now were not were not names they were invented right. like within the last 20 years. And names that were used 100 years ago are no longer being used. Right. So when you talk to like John, you know, yeah. You know, and he he's <laughs> like what? Like you don't mean you you're telling me 2000 years ago there wasn't a Masao? Like no, like there wasn't a Masao 150 years ago. Right. And you know, like so that was something that was like oh clearly like nobody was consulted on this. Mm-hmm. Uh at least anybody that could actually say like no you shouldn't do that. Right. So that that was already kind of a marker and I was like, you know what? Like I'm I'm not going to go there because I think this is going to be a <laughs> <laughs> upsetting experience for me right oh well yes uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> on, on on twitter.com no way <laughs> uh but no yeah and I, so yeah that like see that's one of those things right like that's super interesting and that's i think you know that's the i don't know i should i should tell the listeners that i'm like shaking my head because i'm in a, <laughs> in a state of confusion ambivalent yeah and it's, it's no so it's, weird. it's tough it's tough like it's you know like and Additionally, there's this whole layer of like the fact that Asia doesn't really care about mm-hmm. Asian representation in the oh, West. Yeah. So like Japanese people think it's hilarious when yeah. like American games get Japan wrong because mm-hmm. they think it's funny. Like yeah. because oh, yeah. there's no they have no skin in the game, right? So like it's really only Asian Americans that are upset about it. Yeah. And it's, so, like, you know, you get this, like, weird dichotomy of, like, yeah, but why, but Japanese people aren't angry about it. Like, why do you care? And mm-hmm. it's, like, trying to explain that. Oh. Trying to explain that, like, okay, well, first of all, you're talking about a country that has very little awareness about race in general because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's a mono-race culture, mm-hmm. even though it's technically not. But uh, they've convinced themselves that they are. <laughs> um, uh yeah, so you're like this is this is this is really bad. Like your 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 referencing your benchmark for this reference is <laughs> is not a point that you necessarily want to emulate first of all. Mm-hmm. And secondly, yeah, of course they don't care because this has nothing to do with them. No. So I yeah. That, I think I think that's a thing, right? That's the whole like we got to we got to frame whatever America does in like other people's reactions to it, right? And so it's not like it's not like when they say like, oh, but like Japanese people liked Ghost in the Shell starring Scarlett Johansson, right? Like that's not, that's not, that's still not being like, this is what Asian people think about about Ghost in the Shell. This is, we made a thing and it's justified by other, the Asian people in Japan's response to it, yeah. right? And it's, and it's this, this weird mega, mega frame, negative framing. It's the same thing in Korea, right? Like, 
they you know stars celebrities korean celebrities come here do like academy award winning interviews or whatever and they go back and they joke about how they were like oh man those americans didn't know anything about us right and they would go on their like talk shows and like nobody would hear about those stories in america about how like the same korean stars that they interviewed are making fun of them you know yeah um but yeah and it's and it's always like it's always like uh what do people care about in america and it's always like they have an idea yeah or it has to be like like somehow like especially like in the context of comp uh capitalism like it's Mm -hmm. like uh unless outrage is followed up with like you know like uh, a commercial consequence (laughs) in terms of loss of sales or Mm -hmm. loss of reputation like they sort of don't care yeah yeah i I think that's a weird way to yeah and that's right like that's the whole like vote with your wallet kind of mentality yeah seems to exist here uh, a lot but uh but you know i you know i don't know i like i guess well like what would your platonic ideal of asian american representation be in game <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I i think just going back to it, it's quite problematic for a variety of different reasons but like harold and kumar go mm-hmm. to white castle was mm-hmm. like a like a like a huge moment for me mm-hmm. as a I don't know. I'm not even sure if I call myself Asian American. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure what I am, but right. uh, um, but uh, s- because like, okay, so you had two Asians, mm-hmm. like you know, um, and like almost none of the movie was about them being Asian. Yeah, and like neither one of them really like. There were moments where they kind of le- leaned into the like the stereotype, but for the most part. They were not, I mean, they were both stoners, which already mm-hmm. is like not, you know, not a stereotype at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, like I I think that kind of exemplifies a certain type of Asian that I would like to see more. Mm-hmm. Stoners, got it. No, well, <laughs> no not necessarily stoners, no. but just like, you know, like where the race is not a major factor or like the race is not a plot point, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like what i hate most is like the you know like the comic book like you know you there's this uh uh, japanese character that came in and like of course they have to be a samurai Mm -hmm. or of course they have to be a ninja and of course there's like honor of the family involved yeah yeah yeah, like and like that's what i want to get away from like can't Mm -hmm. we just have like you know, I don't know, like an Asian dude that's just like a fuckboy and he's yeah. awful and like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, an Asian girl who's just like, just kind of chill. And mm-hmm. and I think in TV, they're, they're getting there. You know, TV mm-hmm. and movies, they're getting there. There's definitely more and more Asian characters where the character didn't have to be Asian. And mm-hmm. the fact that the character is Asian has nothing to do with anything. I would like to see more of that in video games. I think so. I think you're right. I think, I think for me, it's like, like on the one hand, uh, yeah, I don't want to like if there's an Asian character in games and they're like a samurai or a ninja, like or a kung fu guy, like ob- like that's already like you've kind of lost me already. <laughs> uh, and at the same time, though, like I don't know about like um, like I was thinking about the la- the. Uh, did you play The Last of Us 2, the Asian guy in that game? Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Was his name Jesse, right? Yeah, no, like, that's... I, yeah. I thought Jesse was cool, but I, I, I kind of like... I kind of like it when, like, some small, like, background or history... Like, they're not just, like, 
like they they can't just be like anybody right like they like jesse could be like is an asian guy right and if you, it's like something as little as like i brought over i made these i made these dumplings at home in the apocalypse or whatever right and something like that like that kind of like little that's character cool detail, like right? yeah, I mean, yeah they can still like have like mm-hmm. you know like I, i'm not saying that they, they need to be completely divorced like yeah. i think oh, it's no. cool that you know like yeah like of course i can use chopsticks like <laughs> yeah no that's fine you know that's I just want don't want them to be. Like, exactly. I'm I'm also a swordmaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think that's like a common. I think that's the the baseline is that we're we're kind of done. I I'm really excited. There's, there's a game uh out by uh coming out for was a Tokyo Ghostwire right? That's like I don't know if you saw that's that mm-hmm. that's the pr- yeah, yeah, published yeah, game the, yeah the Tango game Tango right? run yeah and that looks yeah. uh, like I'm kind of excited because that's like set in contemporary tokyo right he's a he's a the main character is some sort of like shaman or spiritual like or like a mystic like wizard kind of guy right he's no. not samurai he's not a ninja he, he does like like shamanistic arts kind of thing which is you know like ha- maybe i don't know i haven't played it i haven't seen it but uh could go one way or the other but it's something new it's something different uh it's a it's a a contemporary take and i'm i'm kind of excited for it and i also and i also like that uh for some reason a japanese developer is making a game starring a japanese guy because like other than the yakuza series like i feel like i feel like they make a lot of white dudes for their games yeah the, i mean yeah it's well <laughs> they they know their demographic um yeah but uh yeah shimigami tensei i'm playing uh shimigami tensei 5 and it kind of has that same thing where like it's this weird kind of like a lot of it is based on like esoteric Buddhist concepts, mm-hmm. insofar that like <laughs> you know, a essentially a emo Pokemon has yeah. <laughs> needs to, but uh, um, it is very Asian in its own way, mm-hmm. and uh, it does have a, a Asian protagonist, and all the characters are Asian, even though they're anime characters. So you know, <laughs> they are what they are. Yeah, but right. yeah, I I get I, I get I get what you're saying. Like, I think it is kind of cool to be able to see that. I'll, so, I'll definitely check out check out Ghostwire. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think we're in a I think we're in an interesting time. Like, uh, Life is Strange three came out. I haven't played it yet, and it's been on my list forever. I uh, um, and that has an Asian American protagonist, which I'm really excited to to check out. Um, yeah, I, I I even interviewed the producer. I, mm. I still haven't. <laughs> still, that's the problem with doing the weekly interview. Like, if I played everybody's game, I would I would never never yeah. be able to. <laughs> uh, the big do secret about else. about being in games is uh, you tr- you try to dole it out in a nice way that you're not like constantly bombarded by it. Yeah, that's that's the that's I think that's one of the harder things about transitioning to indie. Like before, mm-hmm. like when I worked in AAA, there was, you know. Everybody, all my friends, even if I played all their games, it was like five games, <laughs> you know, because like <laughs> these giant teams mm-hmm. now, like, you know, now that I'm in indie, like I have all these indie friends and like every <laughs> single one of them have a, has a different game. I'm like, I can't possibly play all of these games. Oh, yeah. No, it'll, it's not, it's not physically possible. It's, yeah, it's not possible. Yeah. Like that whole, like, I don't know, something ridiculous, like 300 games come out a week on mm-hmm. Steam or something oh, like yeah. that. Like, it's nuts. So been, we've been going for a while, so uh, let's uh, let's wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts on the topic of uh, being Asian? What uh, Asians are? 
Man, it's uh, you know, final thoughts. It's it's still it's still hard. It's uh, it's been a weird year to be Asian and American. Uh, maybe the weirdest in a long time since I remember. Um, but as far as like final thoughts, is that uh, it's kind of difficult to try and like contextualize your life as an Asian American while living as an Asian American (laughs) (laughs) is the only, is the only thing that I keep coming back to is a, but it's good. It's nice to talk about. I'm glad, I am glad that we get to talk about, I'm glad that you invited me to talk about it. I'm, um, I'm excited. I don't know. I'm interested to, to, there are more and more stories about this that I'm seeing every day. And it's been enlightening, I think, because there weren't a lot of resources like this when I was growing up. So it's cool. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank you very much and um, have a good day. Yeah, you too, man. Have a good one. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Dave Wallace for providing the music. And thank you to Therese Lance for providing the logo. Bye.